0: To the E, to the L-I-C-I-O-U-S, to the M, to the E, to the L-I-C-I-O-U-S, M, to the E, to the L-I-C-I-O-U-S, events. Still working on an intro, but you know, you're going to be along with me in this journey of figuring out how to do one. (laughs) (music) Yahoo! Welcome, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It is a beautiful April Fool's Day today. This is the day that many years ago my parents announced their engagement and so many of their friends and others said, no, it's a joke. No, love is not a joke. (laughs) Listen. Uh, all of you know, um, from if, I mean, if you know me or follow me at all, you know that about a month ago, my husband, Chris, he had one of his big events called mountaintop and mountaintop experience. And it truly is an experience. It's a two and a half day event where it transforms you from where you are to the person that you need to be in order to get what you want. But really it's not what you want. It's what you're putting out there and what you're going to get. So it's, it's just incredible. There's so many things, so many takeaways, so many awesome things that you are just totally wrapped in. I wasn't even sitting as a participant. I was more in the background taking notes, getting things ready, communicating to the DJ and stuff like that and handling lights and things. Uh, but I I still get a lot of really good things out of it. And it's it's just, it's also incredible to be in the back. And those, I think those are my most happiest moments when I as an event planner and my husband as a success coach, when we can do something side by side. And I'll be honest, although... <laughs> I mean, I don't need to be honest. I think we're all human and know that no one's perfect. So going into this huge event that we're investing so much time and money and, and expertise and really time, like, lots and lots of time into it. We've invested so much in our blood, sweat and tears. It's not always easy, but it was totally worth it. So I want to tell you about one thing a month ago um, that was brought back to my mind. And it's something that was brought to my attention a couple of years ago, actually. And Chris is always, he's a really good constant reminder of it. So I'm going to say self-talk. Maybe the first thing you thought of when I said self-talk is what, like, you know, you're self-talking. Self-talk really is what you're saying to yourself. Who is the person that you talk to the most throughout the day? No, it's not your mom. It's yourself. You have so many thoughts. I don't know the science. You can look it up. I don't care to look it up because I know it's yourself. And I know that there's so many thoughts that go on in our mind daily. Once our subconscious or whatever, once we're up for the day and we are done sleeping for the night, we are thinking, we are going, going, we are, without even knowing it, we're thinking. What have even you, I mean, looking at my counter right now, I'm thinking of four different things of, oh, I remember that spot. I want to go back on that spot. Oh, I wonder if I can put that vitamin box away and, oh, this needs to go to the office. And there's so many things that happen in just a split second that we're not really aware of. So those thoughts that come and go, there's some that maybe just will happen. And, and if you can control hundred percent of your brain, you're probably dead because that's not impossible. So <laughs> if, if we could be more aware of our thoughts, and more aware of the negative thoughts that are happening in our minds that really are controlling our DNA. They are, maybe not controlling, but they can transform them. They can definitely control them. Um, we, if we were more aware, we would be very much further ahead than we are. So, uh, let me start with, there's a book by Shad Helmstetter. And it's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. I highly recommend anyone reading it. If you want to start, well, I'm not going to say if you want to start working on yourself because I hope you'll just start working on yourself. Because if if you want to say, oh, I want to be a reader, start with this book because that's going to get you going on everything else in your entire life. That's just my opinion. This is one of the books that a lot of leaders, I would say, I would say most CEOs, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure a majority of them, 85%, have read this book. It is like the top number one all-around-the-board book that a lot of people know about. If you don't know about it, know about it. It's called What to Say When You Talk Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. So let me start back. I'm kind of all over the place because I'm really excited about this. But I believe in laughter. <laughs> I believe that when, you know, sometimes when I get really stressed, I cry And I get asked, why are you crying? I'm just really stressed and my body's releasing that stress somewhere. I remember learning in college, I took a psychology class. And of course I was an expert in psychology because I took one class in college. So I learned and often told people, oh, how do you release the feelings you're feeling? And a lot of times people will cry. They might be angry. They might, um, some people throw up from stress or they throw up from being sad. There's lots of ways that our body sometimes does not know how to contain and over time if you teach yourself not to cry then it doesn't know how to cry so there, there's lots of crazy things really neat things about like the psychology of our body and the makeup of it and the actual physical components of it so i i just love to laugh and i feel like laughing is my thing i feel that when um and I, this is uh, this is not always appropriate. But I will kind of chuckle or laugh at terrible, terrible news, as in, oh, no way, when it it could be awful, terrible news. I I can't remember of anything recently, but my husband in the last couple months has said something, and I have kind of smiled, as in, are you serious? And to me, that's that's just how I react. That's my knee jerk reaction is kind of a laughter because I feel a little uncomfortable, so I laugh or I smile. And it doesn't always come off as supportive. So be aware of that, which I'm aware of that. Um, and Chris is really good at at this, and I'll tell you why. But uh, Chris and I have gotten into fights or tiffs or d- arguments or disagreements, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. Um, we've gotten into these things, and sometimes right after the fact – I, which is so silly. I don't know why I do this. And if you can relate, raise your hand. I'll see it. I'll feel it because we can relate. But um, I sometimes want to sit there and be mad, even though we just figured it out and found a solution. Every once in a while, I'm, I'm more it's really just with Chris that this happens. With anyone else, I can let it go and just keep going once we have a solution. But sometimes with, with my own husband, I want to go, I'm just so angry and we figured it out. I'm fine. Don't talk to me. Let me just sit here and be angry and then it'll blow away, <laughs> which is so silly because you would you would think that once you find a solution, you'd kind of be healed. Wrong. Sometimes that's just how it is. Um, but Chris will every once in a while. Make fun of the fight we just got into, or something. So, let's. I'm just gonna make this up. I'm looking at a can of straws right now. Let's say the straws fall on the floor and they all get dirty, and it was a nice gift that he gave me because I've always wanted a straw dispenser. Guilty. It's so cute. If you come to my house, ask me for a straw. They're really cute. So, let's say they fall on the ground, they all get dirty, and like, oh man, like you don't care about this gift. And I'll say, I do care about this gift. It was a mistake. Oh. Oh no, I'm so mad because you're mad and oh I'm whatever, I'm mad, whatever. So this happens. Let's say it's solved. I'm sorry, it was a mistake. I'm sorry, I realize that. It's it's only a few dollars anyway, we'll get another one. Okay, fine. (laughs) And then minutes after, if I'm still angry, because I like to I'd like to, you know, play victim because I believe that's just something that's natural in me a little bit. Um, really just with my husband. It's so weird. Does anyone else have this? That I will I will compare my relationship to my husband with every single other person I have a relationship with that's a little bit deeper and not just surface level. And even with my boss, I don't things that she'll correct me on, I never take personally. I just take it, oh, okay. I'm I'm my bad. I'm I'm gonna do better. I apologize for making that difficult. But with my husband, I just I, I for some reason I like to dig it deeper because because I choose it that way, it doesn't make any sense. And it's it's a constant work. And if you're a pro, love guru, whatever, let me know. Message me. Let's talk. Um, so he'll he'll laugh about it later, and he'll say, "Hey, you want a straw?" <laughs> and he he'll just like say these really funny things that instantly change the mood. And either he does it for entertainment, but more often than not, I believe he does it because he knows the effects of changing that mood, making fun of this thing that was once stressful making a mockery of it or anything like that. So at Mountaintop Experience, we go over this. There's a whole part about, I don't, I don't know what he, he calls it, but I'll call it self-talk since that's something that I've just taught you what it is if you didn't already know. So most people, majority women, but I'm sure there's a lot of men who don't want to own up to it, but they probably do. Lots of humans, they say, I'm not good enough. They don't feel confident, I'm not good enough. They don't get the job, I'm not good enough. They don't have the car that they want, I'm not good enough. Their shoe rips, I'm not good enough. There's so many things that people take and absorb and then believe that they are not good enough. So let me tell you how to get out of this. Because if you're thinking the same thought in your mind over and over and over and over and over again, it could be I'm not good enough. It could be I'm fat. It could be I'm unattractive. It could be I'm unsuccessful. It could be all these, you know, I am statements because I am to your mind means you currently are and it's going to accept that and it's going to put you in that position of, well, there's no way out of this. You are because you say you are. So I went to a soda shop with Sarah the other, you know, weeks ago when we weren't all in quarantine and we met with one of our friends, super awesome event planner, and they were kind of talking about imposter syndrome, which I think people in new businesses or maybe it's mostly event planners, I don't really know, which a lot of people think. And I I every once in a while think this because as a new event planner or a new business owner, that's not doing a product but a service, and this is my opinion, if you're doing a new service, you are now quoting people to say, hey, I'm really good at this. I'm the best. Pay me this amount. I'll deliver. And sometimes that's a little bit nerve-wracking because you've never had maybe someone pay for your services before. Maybe you've just been your, your family and friends and neighborhood have said, hey, you're really good at this. Will you do that? And you're like, oh yeah, I got time. But now that when you make it a business and have people pay for it, I think it's a game changer and it, it kind of ups the level. So we were talking about imposter syndrome and I was like, are you kidding me? I look up to both of these women so much. I see, I know Instagram isn't everything, but I see their Instagrams and how, how congruent they are and how consistent they are and how fun they are and bright and and fun, fun ways to interact with their, uh, following. And I just, I just, I see them in such a high light because that's what they're showing to the world. And I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but just even meeting with them, talking to them really with anyone who has imposter syndrome, I just feel like, man, what a shame that you don't feel like you're enough. Cause really imposter syndrome to me translates as I'm not good enough. So what I taught them was, Hey, I just came back from a mountaintop experience, and one of my favorite parts was this. So what I did is I got up out of my seat, and you, in a sense, make a mockery of this. So what you want to do is, if you're not driving right now, or if you're, even if you're in public, bonus points, but stand up where you are. I'll do it with you. Stand up where you are. You have your two pointer fingers. Put them up. Stick them in your nose. And now bend over like like doing a squat. Lean on your right foot and kick your left foot out. Now lean on your left foot and kick your right foot out. And now dance around and say, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And say it over and over and over and over again until you just start laughing. This is the perfect way to shut your mind up. Shut yourself up and get on the train to success. This is the best way to get out of that state of I'm not good enough. Once your mind starts to break down that, that Berlin wall that you've created in your mind of getting to your next step, getting that much further, getting that much more success, bigger, more money, whatever you, once you break that down, you can be unstoppable. And it's something to do along the way. I don't, I don't think this is a one-and-done type thing because you may plateau beyond one level. And once you get to the next level, where are you going to go? You don't want to plateau again. So you have another level and another level of success, of higher business, of whatever your, your, your goal is. So just think of that and, and work on that. And while we are all in quarantine, like I said, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. Let me, let me do a little trick with you. I have the book in front of me. It's in my own two hands. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flip to a random page, read you something and kind of finish off. So here, make sure you can listen. Stop. All right. On this specific page, if you have the book or once you get the book, it's page 192. This looks like it is examples of self-talk. It says, this self-talk will give you your subconscious mind a new set of directions which will help you motivate yourself in an area of your life. Oh, this is good. It's italicized. When things are italicized, you pay attention. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'll only read a few because this is a whole page. It says, I can do anything I believe I can do. I've got it, and every day I get more of it. I have talent, skills, and ability. I set goals, and I reach them. I know what I want out of my life. I go after it, and I get it. People like me, and I feel good about myself. I have a sense of pride in who I am, and I believe in myself. And the last one says, I am on top of the world, and I'm going for it. I have a clear picture in my mind of what I want. I can see it in front of me. I know what I want, and I know how to get it. I know that's all up to me, and I know I can do it. Roadblocks don't bother me. They just mean I'm alive and running, and I'm not going to stand still for anything. If that's not a mic drop, I don't know what is. Now that we're all stuck inside, it's time to look inside. Look inside of your mind, look inside of your thoughts. Be aware of your thoughts. Awareness is a huge part of all of this. Be aware of what you're going through. Laugh at some tough things that you're facing and that you will face because that's part of the adventure. That's part of the beautiful journey of growth. So, as you as I have experiences, I share them with you on the last podcast. <clears throat> I shared that I don't have a job until, uh, just because for everything going on, that's just how it is. And I can't do anything about it, um, about getting my job back, but I sure can do a lot on my end to make myself fulfilled still. So share your progress, share your adventure, share the peaks as well as the valleys, because we've all gone through it. We all have experience the highs and the lows. As long as we share them together, I know that we can come out on top and we'll continuously go to on top. So thanks for listening.